welcome back to Lorehammer. My name is Eric. Hey, I'm Mark. And joining us today is the infamous... Infinite. Oh. The infamously <laughs> yeah. infinite. Yeah, I guess. Or infinitely infamous. Mm. A little bit of column A, a little column yeah. A. Uh, Christian, welcome back to the show. Thank you. It's been a while. Uh, yeah, with good reason. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. The yeah, lawyers, I see just... the lawyers finally uh, <laughs> messaged you. Yes, they did. We finally got that. How dare you notice? <laughs> and uh, we're a little scared of the law as it pertains to podcasting Warhammer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, there's very strict guidelines oh. and stuff that, yeah. Lots of big words. Lots of big <laughs> words. Bigger than I was capable of sounding out. <laughs> so uh, we decided the best thing to do was just have you back on the show. Yeah. Um, so, you know, good for you. Yeah, for... That'll, that'll fend off the lawyers for at least another six months. That's so. right. <laughs> yeah. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. They are persistent people. <laughs> um, but today is, we're, we're just doing like a bonus episode. Yeah. Kind of to tide you guys over in your crack addiction. Um, and so what we decided to do today, but while, while we're in the process of recording a real episode, is to just go on the wikia and see what happens uh yeah so our 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 intention is to just press random page and then read about it and talk about it i will have veto power over which pages to do well jamie will jamie will jamie's in control of the jamie uh he's off screen so you're not gonna be able to see him but uh he's doing the wait wait for the camera never mind they can't see you (laughs) Um, put your hand on you look like a fool (laughs) but he'll be uh in control of our computer and then um we will be just hitting random page we'll just be slaves to whatever he decides to talk yeah exactly yeah um i'm looking forward to it personally when when uh i first started getting to more hammer like me and christian were talking about this like all we would do is just hit the random page button for hours instead of doing homework. <laughs> um, and then, of course, you know, we got jobs and then we kind of changed to hours. All we do now is not work. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you traded one. Yeah. Um, not job for right. another. Yeah, not yeah, job. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. um, you wasted time in one thing and then changed to wasting time in another yeah, thing yeah. for Warhammer. <laughs> uh, it's a fun way to do it. So if you've never done this, uh, go to Let's Canum and we're going to... And just... follow along. <laughs> well, <laughs> listeners you, at you home. technically can't Random page random is page... not so random. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we were going to do this alphabetically. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, Jamie, if you could, please hit the random page. Wow, and look let's, at uh, that get started. Here he goes. Boom. All right. The first topic we have is Reth Shomar. Mm. Um, can anyone read those? Should I have? Uh, I'm going to go like this for me. I don't care what you guys do to read this, but I'm just going to drag this onto my computer. I am. I'm just going to quickly open up a lexicanon page to Reth Shomar. Now, here's my guess. Yeah. My guess is that Reth Shomar is uh, a dark Eldar. No, you're wrong. I'll stop you right there. Okay. Reth <laughs> <laughs> uh, Shomar was amongst the first thousands of Nocturne's aspirants that became space marines of the Salamander's legions during the Great Crusade. Afterwards, they began training under the guidance of their Primarch, Vulcan, to become battle ready and were divided into seven divisions which were named after their home world's seven great cities oh that's cool i didn't know they there was great cities i thought it was very much tr- 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 tribal yeah well now you know when vulcan determined that their training was complete to and they were ready to take part in the great crusade shomar was chosen to become the praetor and lord protector of the hesod division however despite 
Vulcan's decision, he had promised to remain on Nocturne with his army until the Emperor contacted him and gave the Primarch a war to take part in. When the Emperor finally did, Vulcan's army was tasked with aiding their unmet Terran battle brothers of the, uh, what would that be, 18th, 18th Legion, yeah. which had been operating independently under the command of the Legion Master Cassian Vau. Vaughn. Vaughn. The 18th Legion had been fighting a campaign to save Imperial systems of the Terrace Division from an Orc invasion. But despite their best efforts, they had been unable to stop the Xeno threat. <clears throat> they had been pushed back to the Terrar system and were now at risk of being completely destroyed. Vulcan was determined to prevent this, that from happening, and the Salamander and Salamanders reached terrorist system just as the 18th were making a final stand on the volcanic death world of Atrium. Antium. The Primarch then led the Salamanders to uh, Antium's surface, and the now-surrounded orcs were quickly killed. Afterwards, two halves of the Legion met for the first time and became one, but it was unknown if Shomar survived to see this happen. Thus sayest the book of the Lexicanum. <laughs> Piao! <laughs> Okay. Chapter Reth, book Shomar. So these, uh, Shomar was like one of the true sons of Sal, the Salamanders, because they come from, he came from the original planet, yeah, not yeah. a Terran one. Yeah, yeah. And then okay. I guess during this battle, they went and saved their Terran battle brothers. And they met for the first time. Yeah. That could be a, probably a pretty big deal. Yeah, like culturally, it would be completely different and mm -hmm. stuff. Like, do they even speak the same language? It's probably very possible. Not. Yeah. Definitely, right. they're like mother tongues are not the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess they all speak Loth Gothic, most most likely. Yes, but, yeah. Um, but a lot of the legions, when they were first formed, definitely had their own way of communicating. Yeah. Um, all I can really think of are the Luna Wolves. It was yeah, Cthonian. Cthonic. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, and it's always described as like this thick, different accent or mm -hmm, whatever. Yeah. yeah. So you can definitely assume that a lot of the things from the home worlds carried forward into the Legion and the Battle Brothers. I think a lot of the times the Terran Battle Brothers are described as like willingly participating in it. Yeah. You know, a lot especially yeah. because they feel that genetic kinship with each other. So Yeah. Cool. Um I I learned one thing and <laughs> well, only one thing. It's cool. Nocturne has cities. <laughs> Nocturne has cities. So what Okay, this is going to be a dumb question. No, there are no dumb questions. Always remember there's only dumb people. Always remember <laughs> that. All right, this is going to show evidence of I'm a dumb people. <laughs> Person. But what's the, what's the Nightlord planet? Uh, Nocturne. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> so are they both Nocturne? Wait, no. no. What is no. the Nightlord's planet? Um, I literally just read this too. I okay. I, you kept it kept. It obviously says Nocturne on this yeah. page, and Nocturne is obviously the right. Yeah, what's planet. the Night Lords? Night Nostromo. Nostromo. Okay, oh that was just a brain fart. Nostromo no, Nocturne. I could see how an idiot would confuse the two. Ex <laughs> Thank you, Christian, for validating <laughs> me there. Uh, so Reth Shomar. Reth is a title, or is that the first name? Because they also describe yeah, this person as like Shomar. I think it's just using his surname, yeah. okay. like saying, yeah, like in an article. Yeah, yeah. Salamander seems to be. They used to have the hyphenated names. Mm. Yeah. Okay, interesting. Although Vulcan Histan, Vulcan is obviously the title. Because mm -hmm. there Histan. can be many Vulcans. Yeah, and and the Vulcan also. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. also a name and a title. <laughs> yes. Huh. Okay. <laughs> uh, All this, for the next page? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Very cool. It's, this looks newer because if you look at the sources, uh, Vulcan Lord Whoa. Drake's. 
Now you're just making assumptions here. I'm going to press the random page. Well, thank you, Jamie. Press the random page, if you would please, and let's find our next one. He's quick. He's a quick guy. The Battle of Druth. Two. Uh, do you want to read the Battle of Druth? I can't. I can't. I'll, I'll take a gander. Ah, the Battle of <laughs> Druth Two. So this was the final battle of the Crusade of Iron during the Horse Heresy. Um, and I'm just going to go straight to the Crusade of Iron, actually. That seems funner. <laughs> yep. Okay. The, I didn't know that we were allowed to just No, do he's that. cheating. <laughs> <laughs> You're so, breaking the rules. The Crusade of Iron was a campaign of vengeance launched by the remnants of the Legio Presagius and other loyalist Titan legions during the Horse Heresy following the aftermath of the Battle for Kalth. The Crusade of Iron was waged in parallel with the Shadow Crusade of the Word Bears and World Eaters, with the traitor Titan legions of the Dark Mechanicum assailing the loyalist Mechanicum forces across Ultramar. Other Imperial forces soon flocked to their banner, and the Legio and their allies repeatedly clashed with Horus' forces. The Crusade would leave worlds burned by its battles, and hideous and terrifying weapons were unleashed, such as the Psy Titans of the Ooh. Ordo Sinister. While it raged, the loyalists fought to preserve the Ultramarian way of life, while the traitors desired only to leave ruin in their wake. The almost two years of the Crusade of Iron raged, attempting to avenge the betrayal at Ithraca and defend Ultima from the traitors. Many worlds were the sites of great battles, while many more simply burned. During this time, scores of titans met their end, and the Legio Infernus felt the wrath of its enemies for the betrayal at Kalth. The final battle of the conflict, the final battle of the conflict Battle of Druth II, where the campaign's principal leaders... De Virgos and Horgoth Nur were both slain. In the aftermath of Druth, in the aftermath of Druth, the loyalists withdrew back to Gantz, while the traitors scattered and further fell under the dark influences of Horus. So the Crusade of Iron, a two-year campaign in the Ultramar system, mm. and it culminated in the Battle of Druth II. Which I'm assuming Druth 2 is a, the planet. Probably, yeah. Yeah, the yeah, second. Yeah. I'm surprised it's not Druth 3. <laughs> yeah, it <laughs> That's seems a little like weird. A, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, seems like a pretty straightforward battle. Yeah. That The Battle of Kalth Cal and stuff and that whole thing is always very cool. Um, have you read any of the Horse Heresy books that had that? I have not, no. no. I've not read the Battle of Kalth stuff. I did. Yeah. Did you like it? It was okay, yeah. Is, it, it wasn't like peak the, Horus Heresy, but it also wasn't like one of the worst books either. It just, I don't know, they feel so formulaic space marine battles. It just feels like, oh, there's a pattern. It's your brother. Cal oh, no. <laughs> your brother betrayed Calf you. was cool because the good guys lose in it, which was, and even then they don't totally lose, but it's still a losing battle. Whereas like in a lot of the Heresy books, it's like, oh, the bad guys have oh, been defeated. I'll get you next time. Sure. It, <laughs> it has like, kind of like a very Saturday um, morning cartoon. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. Kalth really made you feel like the good guys were losing, and it actually, like, you felt it, and it was, like, very hopeless. Did you cry? I shed a, a tear or two, yeah. yeah. So, yep. okay, this is kind of good. Men can cry when they read books. This is kind of going like to be the, uh... a derailment <laughs> a little yep. bit, but I just finished the Star Wars Clone Wars TV show, and I have I had never seen it before. I had always just watched the movies, you know, one, yeah. two, three. And when you go from episodes That's two, the only movies you count, one, two, and three. <laughs> you can only count. Three. Well, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. One, two, three. I don't have any more fingers. <laughs> um, like when you go from two to three, you just feel like oh, there's a war, and then three, the war ends. Yeah, it's a huge time skip. Yeah, but in the show, it really gives you the perspective of the size of the conflict that happened um, over the course of the entire galaxy. And I think that's kind of what I'm missing 
from the Horus Heresy is just the galactic scale mm. on which the war is taking place. I mean, obviously, you focus on um, Istvan. Yeah, as pivotal like, moments and yes, stuff. Yes, and then... For me, honestly, I go straight to Terra. <laughs> like, what else happened that's important? Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Um, and, like, sure, like, worlds are burning and everything, but that's not really anything new for 40K. Yeah. But the the idea that there's, like, this entire galactic war and millions of lives are being oh. lost in the span of this seven years, billions even, you know, entire planets <laughs> yeah. being destroyed. And I, I think it uh, there's – I had just been missing that perspective. Mm. So to hear about this, like, oh, like, the good guys are losing, I can only assume that the good guys lost plenty of times. The loyalists, I mean, not the mm -hmm. good guys. The Loyalists lost plenty of times <laughs> across the galaxy during the Horse Heresy. Because they didn't have Primaris back then to save them. Yeah. And how are they supposed to how, fight? How is they going to do? They yeah. don't do. Uh, <laughs> don't know. <laughs> Fun fact, they did have Primaris. They were just oh, sleeping. Yeah. Oh, they, they were, were in development. They're always with us in body and heart. I don't know. I don't but know. it's cool to... Uh, sometimes get, gain perspective of those battles but mm. i just it's really hard for me to read the books to gain perspective yeah. because it's Ugh. they're so slow for me and i i really liked how star wars did it where it was like here's a brand new setting and a brand new battle in 20 minutes yeah and it yeah, was like yeah. it it was yeah. crazy. You're like, it's a new planet. I never heard of this place. Yeah, exactly. New, new characters. I never heard of this. Oh, now you have to fight underwater. Now you have to fight <laughs> on a frozen planet. Yeah. Now you have to fight in the Umbara. That was an awesome yeah, one. Yeah, the Umbara one too. Yeah, that was very cool. Yeah. But I, I wish it was more like quick snappy things mm -hmm. like that as opposed to here's a seven book series on the Battle of Kalth. <laughs> <laughs> which, which I know is important and I know some people like, but it's yeah. just not how you I prefer to ingest my space marines. Yeah, it'd be it'd be. I also hate how they like <laughs> tunnel vision on characters too. Yeah. Like, uh, you have such a big galaxy, and you and they do the same. Like, especially with Imperial Guard, like one human on a planet, you could have tons of heroes, right? Just make a new one, make a new character, make and let them die. Kill off your space marine captain. He's really badass, cool, sweet, and then he dies at the end. And it's like, oh, that was kind of sad. And then you know the and story moves on because the appropriate amount of time yeah, you shed the two you. tears that are allowed, mm -hmm. and that's it. And then you move on. Three tiers is too many. Yeah. <laughs> you get one tier for every 300 years of service. A space marine. Yeah. Right. But you, get you, always get, but you always get right at least here. one tier. <laughs> right? But yeah. the only yeah. way you get two, you're allowed two tiers for them is if they've served for more than 300 years. Yeah. So, I mean, or else you'd just be crying all, all the, the time. time. <laughs> no one has time for that. No. Not in 40K. you got to be fighting. Uh, only the emperor's <laughs> statues has time to cry <laughs> for the Marines. They cry for us. That's right. So uh, we don't have to. He takes all the pain. <laughs> what did they do with himself? the Marine statue tears again? Uh, so uh, we did a post a little while Sorry. ago on our Instagram about the tears of the emperor. And so there are any type of like statue or effigy of this emperor. Yeah. Um, in 40k, they just constantly—they're crying anytime a space marine dies. Like they, they weep tears, oh. and so they collect these tears and they use them as like very potent holy weapons or like blessings or mm. to uh, sanctify items for like the ecclesiarchy. There's an entire um, group of people within the church. Then all their job is to do <laughs> is to tears. go around to the galaxy and just collect these tears. So yeah, it's basically like solidified like warp energy, kind of like I the mean, tears. That's like, my. I guess. think it's one of those 40k things where like they leave it up to interpretation sure is the emperor's sure. statue really crying is it a is it a scheme by the church to sell water no, <laughs> no, 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 they're, they're used 
<laughs> okay. I, I guess I could see that as being like a scheme, but it does say pretty clearly that these tears are extremely damaging to warp demon entities. Hmm. But is it because you believe that they are? So I'm not getting into that with you. I'm only going to go with what it says. You can speculate as much as you want. No, you're the one speculating. Mm. I'm asking questions. <laughs> Jeez, I... We can define, you can define speculation later. <laughs> the apple is red. Is it red or is it just you seeing it as red? <laughs> That's a valid question. No, it's just red, no, Christian. It's a light reflecting off of it. All right, Christian. Absorbs other light. Yikes. Makes you think you see red. Read us all about. I can't read. The Vambrace Blade. Oh, okay, I got this one. This okay. one's. The Vambrace Blade. Vambrace Blades are a type of dark Eldar melee weapon commonly used by witches. Thank you. Okay. Uh, they're cool. They um, look a lot like tonfa, a tonfa. Yeah. Yeah. But instead of just having that block of wood, it's a blade. A blade. Yeah. And it it's extends out like the tonfa does and then goes down the arm like the tonfa. Do they have this in model form? Can you actually put this on your witches? Uh, you must be able to. It looks I, cool. I like it. I haven't seen it on the models. But I also don't know Dark Elder range very, very well. Very well. You I don't know if I've ever seen one of these either. I see like the whips way more often. Yeah. Um. Well, I'm not gonna look it up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jamie, why don't you hit random page one more time uh, for us? Let's let's go to the next okay. next slide. Next slide, please. <laughs> next page. We, we actually pre-recorded this and then we put it into a PowerPoint. <laughs> it's not really random at all. <laughs> okay. Uh, I got up here. We got Hezekiah. Hezekiah. Interesting. He's a sergeant in the Dark Angels chapter. He uh, has boots. He, he was... <laughs> knife. <laughs> Wait, let him finish. Ropes. Uh, <laughs> he was dispatched to the industrial world Seraph Prime after the Imperial God failed to put down a Xenos-inspired rebellion. Ooh, that's not good. Uh, during the battle, he led a squadron of Dark Angels against the Rebels when he was ordered to aid an Imperial Guard platoon that was pinned down in the ruins of a warehouse. Uh, he did things that were good for him. <laughs> I feel like you're not reading this. I feel like you're more Wait, we're supposed to be reading? Even perhaps perusing through it, but you're definitely not fully reading. He reads it. every second word. <laughs> Angered his demanding Hezekiah uh, through <laughs> Wall the sniper from. <laughs> so he lost some brothers. He he went into no man's land. I, really, when I'm reading this, he's just doing classic Space Marine. Space Marine's kind of Space Marine. Yeah, <laughs> they always do. So someone that's racist. <laughs> someone can't assume all Space Marines are the same. <laughs> Trust me, I'm gonna Space Marine. Someone in our Discord asked. Uh, they were trying to figure out like what's the real life power level of a space. Marine, oh you know, like how many uh, regular humans does it take to kill a space mm. marine, or how many orcs could they actually stand against? <laughs> and obviously, it's impossible to nail that down because every single author writes something different. <laughs> yeah, there's gonna be you got some space marines like doing last stands for like 40 days <laughs> against like innumerable waves of tyranids that are just constantly yeah. coming in at them, right? And then you got ones that are just like ah, a single las bolt went through <laughs> his armor chink and he died. <laughs> Um, but I was, I said that, I think it's really hard to say what the power level is of a space marine, but you can just, I imagine them as the Astartes show. Honestly, that's one of my favorite representations. And I was like, they're, they have like that speed 
and that power, power, the force of will, determination, discipline, coordination, cooperation. Like it's like as good as everything they are there. I was like, just imagine like a paintball style scenario where you're on one end of a forest and they're on another. Like you're dead. (laughs) You you can't beat them. The game starts and it's over. Yeah, but like, let's say there's twenty of you in a firing line, and yeah. this marine has to run at you. I still don't want to be there. No, but probably that marine. Mark is dead. fails his morale check, and then uh... <laughs> right. But I think like a lot of times you hear a lot of these cool stories of these space marines, and this one who Hezekiah led his way through no man's land between the Imperium and Rebel forces, and marched through enemy fire to reach the area where the platoon was located. That sounds like a space marine doing space marine things. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, it's classic. Uh, is there anything else in, in here? There's Ogrins in this battle, I guess. Do they give him a, a rank? Well, uh, he was mad that he actually went to save a platoon of Ogrins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Waste my time going over here. I could be doing something yeah, productive. Yeah, he lost his friend to... During the raid or something? Yeah, that I think that was the big thing. While he was doing his no man's land rush, he lost a battle brother to a sniper fire, which, yeah, like that happens to space marines as well. You can get unlucky. Because they don't put die. on their freaking helmets. Well, it's a dark thing. <laughs> He's got to wear his hood. <laughs> He's got to yeah. wear the hood. Um, but then eventually... He was so upset with the fact that they were Ogrins that he left them behind. <laughs> and he's like, screw this. I'm going home. It's interesting it's a Marine saving Ogrins, too, because Ogrins are fairly tough in their own right. So one Marine, the, 20 Ogrins. I mean, it kind of goes to show you that, like, power isn't everything. Sure, like, Ogrins are powerful and tough, but they can't. I st- I'm not nearly as scared of an Ogrin as I am a Space Marine. Yeah, you still feel like you could maybe outsmart an Ogrin exactly. or be faster. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, but the Marine's just going to beat you at everything you try. I agree. They're smarter than you. They're faster than you. Yeah. They're just they're just going to own you no matter what technique you try. And they're heavily armored. So you can't I don't know. <laughs> if I have a sniper rifle, though. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Not saying it's guaranteed. Uh-huh. Why don't we find another one? Uh, Jamie, if you could just hit random page again. Be appreciated. Ah. Beleg Grack. Beleg Grack. I will read this one. If it works, here we go. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Drag it down, and we're reading. Bellic Grack was a rattling sniper. Oh, I could have sworn it was going to be an orc just by the title. <laughs> uh, was a rattling sniper and a veteran of the war on Hargul Prime. He fought in defense of Cadia during the 13th Black Crusade. Um, Bellic had infiltrated the ter- territory of Chaos Cultists known to loyalist forces as the Unnamed hunting down their war parties and frequently targeting their officers and heavy weapons team for three days. His attacks attracted the attention of Night Lord's Chaos Marine known as Asib Krieg, who cornered Belgag on the eighth floor of a ruined building. Knowing he was doomed, the rattling jumped from the building rather than face death at the hands of the Night Lords. Unfortunately for him, (laughs) Asib was waiting at the bottom of the building and (laughs) captured him. His, un- his final fate is unknown. That's a ballsy little hobbit. <laughs> Jumps out of an eight-story building. Only to be caught <laughs> by a night lord. <laughs> if ever someone this is awkward. wore skin suits, it's the night lord. Yeah. They do. They're, have you seen their models? With oh, the yeah. They arm have like sleeves? the stretch, like faces. They yeah. wear arm sleeves. Um, 
Yeah, I like it when humans use their abhumans, mm. like ratlings or yeah. their ogrins, right? It's, it's very cool. You don't yeah. hear a lot about the named uh, ratling heroes either. No, I don't think you hear about named anyone other than space marines. So. <laughs> There's Cadians. There's the Cadians and Cetaceans. Yeah. Pretty, not, it's not the same representation, but sure. I know what you mean. Yeah. Okay. I like I like rattlings. They're one of my favorite. Um, They're almost as good as squats. Almost. <laughs> they they got half the requirements. They got the height requirement down, but they don't got them bushy beards, so I'm not into it. You got the bushy hair feet though. Oh, just growing hair other places. Yeah. Every person is only allotted X amount of hair. Yeah, it depends how you it. how you put it around your body. Though. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah, what yeah. matters, right? Like, so you lose it on top, you can grow it down low, right? Mm. Who's to say? I would like to move all the hair from my body onto my toes. (laughs) (laughs) Then you're a hobbit. (laughs) You won't be able to lift your feet. (laughs) Okay, uh, next one. A support battery weapon. Mm, Weapon battery. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) It's also known as Vol's Wrath, and it is uh, an Eldar heavy weapons team consisting of one to three large grav platforms, which mount either D cannons, vibro cannons, or shadow weavers. These batteries are often used when a force is advancing or to form a solid defensive line. While they must be stationary in order to fire, these units provide tremendous firepower to the Eldar and use advanced targeting arrays for pinpoint accuracy against even well-hidden foes. Two guardians operate each platform, and some batteries will be joined by a warlock during battle. Cool. Um, Vibrocannon. The Vibrocannon yeah. is an Eldar heavy weapon based on sonic technology. A special field generator generates for sonic sonic waves. Okay. Uh, resonant sonic <laughs> waves. <laughs> projects them along a magnetic tunnel as it rapidly scaling sonic blasts range from ultrasound to hypersonic frequencies. The effect this has on a target can be devastating, literally vibrating an enemy to pieces and bla- blasting a great furrow in the ground as though it was a mighty plow, knocking aside troops and tanks. So that's a vibro weapon. It literally just vibrates, vibrates. you to pieces. <laughs> um, that's fun. Um, so I saw this earlier today, just like on one of those random whatever. You know, you like scroll through Facebook or Instagram or Snapchat, whatever. Have you guys heard of this uh, Navy 32 megajoule railgun? Yes. No. It's a big boy. <laughs> it's a big boy and fires a powerful shot. Does it make the town nervous? Like sweaty? Like flustered? Like I I don't know what thirty two megajoule actually means. Mm. Like it's an it's like saying, Oh, a million years. What does that mean? Well it's yeah, not real. It's like hard to wrap your head around. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But the apparently it just looked crazy. I, I watched a couple like firing tests. It was crazy to see like they showed a kind of like a, a point of view of like down the barrel of the gun where it was shooting, and it just moved so fast it distorted everything around it as it went, and that's kind of how I, I picture some like of these crazier guns. They just they're beyond they, like, comprehension. They like baffle your mind. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, they also have a really cool uh, Gatling gun that shoots. Oh, that's that's it right there. That nope. One more over. That. Yeah, that one. That's cool. It's massive. The Navy's firing mysterious weapon today. Yeah, alien technology. <laughs> it's here, guys. Look it up. We got it from the Tau. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I watched a couple things of it just, like, shattering through stuff. And, yeah, they weren't even using a projectile with a point. 
Yeah, it was like a solid slug. It yeah, like, exactly. And just... it was just annihilating everything. <laughs> like as soon as you give that thing, oh, please don't come find me. <laughs> please. I would not like to fight. They can railgun you right now, Rarity. Yeah. <laughs> They're just looking for a reason. Just begging to pull the no, trigger. Don't, don't give it to them. <laughs> Take my money. <laughs> you can have it all. The U.S. government's just like, <laughs> give us your money, Eric. <laughs> This Hold is extortion <laughs> against Eric Soltan. <laughs> okay, that's fun. Uh, next yeah, thing. I don't know. It's just how I see these things. I just if I saw this gun, uh-huh. they I, have... I wouldn't understand it. Like, what does a vibro cannon mean? I just die. <laughs> I just vibrate you to till death. I die. <laughs> They ha- <laughs> <laughs> it's good until then it's not good yeah. <laughs> they uh they also have they've actually been implementing sound based weapons ca- I have currently seen that, like yeah. against they can be a very lot of riots too. yeah it makes people like not want to be there yeah like it just irritates and like causes you to like feel sick and like just want to leave mm. yeah. yeah sounds weird yeah we have alien tech guys <laughs> you heard it here not first People have been going on for that. Maybe third. <laughs> yeah, maybe third. Okay, up next we got the on our random <laughs> Lexicanum page generator that Jamie's been doing here. We got Necromunda Dark Uprising. Um, how do you zoom? I know if you go like this. Oh, now first we got to read an ad by our sponsors. Need, you just gotta get <laughs> ad block on this thing. Okay, that no, that's that's a virus. Like, Mid podcast, <laughs> I can't get. Okay, so definitely remind me so we can get rid of this TV okay, ad. That's but brutal. wait, get up to a thousand dollars when investing on your own. I, <laughs> I could use the thousand dollars. <laughs> Ne- okay, so Necromunda, Necromunda Dark Uprising, an expansion for the third edition of Necromunda. This book features details of the rise of the corpse grinder cults. Oh, that sounds cool. And the fall of Hive Arcos, as well as the details for creating your own Enforcer Patrol and corpse grinder cult. There's also a new campaign which follows the descent of a hive into the grips of a chaos uprising and six scenarios that capture the de- uh, deterioration into lawlessness. Okay. If, uh, what would be like, other than the tabletop, obviously, don't pick that, okay. but there's a plethora of 40k, like, board games yeah. or tabletop games out there. Yeah. Uh, what would be, like, your top three that you would want to play? Munchkin. <laughs> 40k Munchkin. You play the, I would, I would 40K play dungeon, mu- the, the Munchkin dungeon crawling game is quite fun. Okay. So we need to play that. No. I also really want to play uh, Warhammer Monopoly. Warhammer Monopoly. <laughs> I would do that too. And Blackstone Fortress. Blackstone so those Fortress. are the three games we need to play. Not only do I want to play Blackstone Fortress, I want to beat Blackstone <laughs> Fortress. Next time Matt comes back here, he has a fully played painted Blackstone. Yeah, I want to. I want to open that vault. Oh, and I want to read what's on those cards. Don't ever tell us what's on those I, cards. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I swear to God. Anyways, you know uh, what's crazy? They stopped making it. Blackstone is done. They what? They yeah. only recently I no. thought released more stuff for it. No, they did the last the, they okay. did the last release. I've been following Eric. I'm a collector. Fair enough. Uh, but I would play <laughs> Necromunda. That's another yeah. thing I'm pretty interested in. Necromunda, okay. Um and then Battlefleet Gothic. Oh Armada. I wouldn't oh, do... there's so many good ones. <laughs> that wouldn't be in my top three. My next one would be Kill Team. Mm. Uh, I would like to play uh, Kill Team. I've never done it, like, for real. Mm. But I think that would be, like, a good way to experience tabletop without the mess that is 40K tabletop. Fuck. Yeah, I don't want to get into that. It hurts my soul just to think about playing 40K again. (laughs) (laughs) Ouch. I can play some other stuff, though. 
Uh, Christian, do you do you have a top three favorite board? Game? Yeah, I've been almost like it was. I've been asking you guys for years to play Necromunda with me, and no one did it. <laughs> do you almost. have Necromunda? Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ashamed to admit I do. Uh, okay, uh, 40k Dark Tide. Oh yeah, that video game. Yeah, the new video game. Are you gonna do this right now? <laughs> yeah. What, do we, what ad blocker do we need? <laughs> the first one, the, not the first one, the second one. That one. Yeah, that one. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 40k Dark Tide. Looks sweet. If you haven't watched the trailer for it, mm. you definitely should because that game definitely gets me fired up to go kill some cultists. <laughs> yeah, just being a big old fucking ogre yeah. and smash. And just, oh! just like, go, 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 go. <laughs> I very much like go, go, that. Go, 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 go. Okay, yeah. uh, we're ready to go. Next up, the next thing we need to download is Shazoogle. <laughs> <laughs> so that is a thing. That's a virus, my friend. Okay, <laughs> so next <laughs> random page. I forget we are podcasing right now. Uh, Combat Arena. <laughs> We're just getting Another all the Another random board game. Okay, so Combat Arena. Combat Arena is a 2019 uh, board games by Games Workshop set in the Warhammer 40k universe. Combat Arena is a fast-paced miniature combat game that pits you against your friends in lightning quick bouts of tactical action. Set abroad in an Imperial vessel, the game sees each player pick a hero and battle it out, mastering their distinct fighting styles and ability to claim victory. That's kind of cool. It looks yeah. like you have your character sheet yeah. and you might gain levels maybe or abilities or weapons on one side. There's some really cool characters that come with this game too. Um, yeah, they're like unique up. models. Um, this is part of like GW's attempt at like expanding. They're releasing all these like side games that you can pick up at like Barnes and Noble or like basic bitch yeah. stores <laughs> for lack of a better you know like big box stores no, i've like, definitely yeah. seen yeah. a couple like 40k things in stores that i had would never have figured to see yeah like especially 40k risk or 40k monopoly like right. I, I never it's their attempt at like that. uh diversifying and like bringing in a, a bigger audience and it's been working like uh someone was asking me just the other night like have I noticed a big influx in the number of people that are familiar with 40K or who are aware it exists? Yeah. And I was like, all you got to do is look at like the Games Workshop share price over the past like 15 years to see what has happened. And they've just, in the past five years, Spiked. they've seen massive growth. Yeah. And I think that's just, yeah. I've had it's to a, stop. It's a sign that more and more and more people are becoming familiar and yeah. joining into 40K. Yeah, there's just more and more ways to get into it. Yeah, exactly. I've uh, I've had to stop quoting 40K at work because people now know where it's from. So. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Yeah, well, uh, an empty mind is a good defense. <laughs> Christian, stop. That's from 40 <laughs> I do like to slip those one-liners in just into regular conversation. People either think I'm really wise or really cruel. <laughs> uh, Combat Arena. One of the coolest models uh, comes in this box that I haven't pulled up on the screen. It hasn't pulled up on the screen. I just have a look. Thank you, Jamie. Yeah, of course. Uh, but this model, the what is it? Two revolvers, uh, but it also has two servo skills that feed ammo into the revolvers for it so while it's shooting one set of revolvers okay james jericho <laughs> jake jericho jake jericho <laughs> sorry so what is that is it just like a gunslinger a yeah bandolier? yeah just a gunslinger type a character no, she has a, she has a name i think yeah yeah yeah, all, all these people do have names. They're all special. Sure, names. but like I one's think, a tech priest. Yeah. One looks like I a crusader. A rogue trader. Yeah, a rogue trader. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Very cool, though. But yeah, the the two servo skills loading uh, 
a giant revolver with their mouth is just something <laughs> incredible to see. You know what? So. Not enough people recognize that there are also servitors that follow along space marines and just do re- things. Yeah, yeah resupply re- them yeah. And, and feed them ammo belts and stuff. Hand them their weapons while they yeah. kneel. Absolutely. In, in the middle of a battlefield. In supplication, of yeah. course. Yeah. You have to supplicate. All right, boys. Looks like ad blockers well, hold on, hold doing on, hold the on. trick. Just while we're here, look at wow. all that. Oh, that, those are all just... These are just rule books and okay. supplements. But wait, that's all 8th edition stuff, though. Like, they've gone... Like, that's not everything. That's no, just... that's 2017 to 2020. Wow. There's a lot of stuff. I, I, I always get asked from, like, cousins or people who know nothing about 40K, like... So what do you talk about on your podcast? And it's like, there's like hundreds of books, man. Like hundreds. They never believe me. No. And then they're like, Harry Potter is in depth. <laughs> <laughs> you should start a podcast about Harry Potter. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> next stop. Random page. Give it a whirl. <laughs> All right. <laughs> $10,000. <000. laughs> yeah. <laughs> The Unstinting Wrath is an Imperial Navy Claymore-class corvette. Nice. That serves in Indominus Crusade Fleet Primus' battlegroup, Calides. The battlegroup was sent to find out what happened to the Imperial worlds within the Pariah Nexus, but they detected a phenomenon emitting from the Nexus. As the main fleet stayed back, the Wrath and other scout ships were sent to conduct astrospectral auguries on what became known as the stilling. Yeah, that's standard protocol when you enter the Pariah Nexus. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and you're, you've detected phenomenal, phenomenal <laughs> that you would the Nexus. then call the stilling. <laughs> so, the Claymore was struck by the phenomenon and the Wrath's navigator Lunst van der Greffen later gave a testimony on the impact the stilling had on him. What was the stilling. stilling. Well, before we get into stilling, here is a Claymore class Corvette. It's your standard 40k looking. Imperial it actually, <laughs> it just looks like a regular Emperor class that's just short. <laughs> yeah. They all look the same. <laughs> Let's be honest here. I also, they all have sword names too, like Gladius, Claymore. Mm. Actually, I that's think a that's Corvette. about it. <laughs> that's a car. <laughs> that's about it. There's that's the Corvette, the Mustang, <laughs> the Corolla. <laughs> The Scion. The stilling. Okay. Oh, yeah. So this was uh, when the Pariah Nex- Nexus was first kind of teased at the end of 8th. Mm. Everyone thought it had something to do with pariahs, yeah. obviously. Or blanks, as some like to call right, it. Right, yes. But those people were idiots. <laughs> they were proven to be Christian. idiots. <laughs> uh, well, no. Anyways. <laughs> so the whole pariah oh, thing, it just it threw a lot of people for a loop. Yeah. And I don't know if it was on purpose it had for Games to have Workshop been. or not. Actually, no, never mind. GW only has like four different names. Exactly. <laughs> if it's yeah. not Paladin, it's Pariah. <laughs> yeah. like, but the Pariah Nexus, there was a weird stilling thing happening there. And it was kind of like a very depressing effect, I think. is Because I've read, I read a couple short stories surrounding the Pariah Nexus when that um, Psychic Awakening book was coming out. Um, yeah. But let's take a look at what it actually Really, is. like, the first two lines is good. Maybe the first three. So the stilling is the imperial name for the deadly malaise that was given off by the black stone pylons the Necron used to create the Pariah Nexus. Perfect. 
<laughs> that's what we need. Okay, so. <laughs> so the Necrons, they aren't affected by this energy. Anything organic is struck by despair, lethargy, exhaustion, and causes a psychic dampening effect. Kind of like the beginning stages to a blank or something. I'm suffering the stilling right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Well, good. Uh, the next line actually tells you how to deal with the stilling. But we're not going to read that. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it just looks like this stilling effect um, obviously gets stronger the closer you are to the Blackstone itself, but it, it also covered a massive area of space. Yeah. Not just like a single planet, but it covered systems. Yeah. It says people eventually like collapse and then stay still until they die. <laughs> Jeez. I definitely have yeah, that. Yeah, there, there are stories. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's coming soon. I feel it. Oh, there, there are stories of people just like giving up and just sitting down until Necron came and just killed them. Huh. Yeah, it's not great. Describe a feeling of constant drowning. Show me next page. Aha, Vestroyans. Okay, Lord Marshal Graf Hazaran. Hazaran. Harazan. Harazan is one Harazan. of the greatest commanders of the Vestoria and the commands of the Vestorian Firstborn, which are fucking sweet, by the way. Um, Space Cossacks. Yeah. Like the models, not their uh, philosophy. Harazan was given to the su- was given the supreme command of all Imperial Guard forces on Medusa 5 during the fall of Medusa. Five. Five. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that was the next slide, yeah. <laughs> While many commanders were not happy about serving under a Vestroyan, those closest to him knew that he had precisely the faith and the drive needed to be triumphant on Medusa 5. He distributed the Imperial forces into defensive positions, identified with the help of logistics, logisticians, logistics, logisticians, yeah, logisticians, which shows that alongside his uh, Sound it out, Mark. <laughs> persuasiveness, faith, and devotion. He was also highly tactically able. Uh, he actually has a miniature. I've never seen him before, but not any <laughs> yeah. destroy. Will but they, it's, I love that they say they did release a miniature and there's no But picture. they don't have a picture <laughs> for him. Okay, well, we'll find it. Uh, I'll find two little pictures here. First of all, this is what Vestorians look like. They're They're very cool. Somebody needs to talk, so it's not dead air. You guys ever? You guys like cats? <laughs> it's loading here or what? Uh, this is a Vestorian firstborn. They're very cool. They're very ornate. Like Christian said, they're basically Russians from when? I don't know. Old? Russian theme from old. Yes, it, Russians from old. <laughs> from the before times. Yeah, from the before times. Before communism. <laughs> uh, they're cool. They're cool. Uh, okay, let's see if we can find a picture of the it's model. Interesting that they didn't. It sounds like there's some kind of bias against Vestorians. People didn't like to serve under Vestorian command. Well, I think like most people in 40k, if I guess it's not you or your right. people. Yeah, like if you're Acadian forced to serve under Vestorian, like why? I wanna... Or if you're Acadian forced to serve under a Death Corps yeah. or a Catation, right? Or like... anything. Right? Yeah, or a Catation serving like under another one. Yeah. yeah, I would definitely serve under this guy's mustache, though. <laughs> you would serve. I mean, under there's his enough mustache. room for hundreds of people <laughs> under that guy's mustache. Yeah, definitely. Is that, is that him? I don't know if that's him. That's like a hero that's like model. The standard commander yeah. that they even say could be used to represent any commander. Mm. And this looks almost like another type of guy. That looks conversion. <laughs> looks like another type of guy. Yeah, you know, there's all types here. Let me know? describe 40k for you. So you have these let's... types of guys and those types of guys. <laughs> they don't get along. <laughs> We're about 40, 
45 minutes in. Wow. So that's how you, you, you that's do how a you podcast waste in five minutes. <laughs> let's, now that the intro is out of the way. <laughs> let's go to the Warhammer community okay, website. Okay. We're going to – let's go over a couple of the newer things. You get one more random right, page. Wait, 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 wait. Because Wilson – <laughs> Riffy Biffy Drecker. <laughs> All right. Wilson is a puritanical inquisitor who judged the Astra Militarum Colonel Rin Biffy Drecker a heretic after the extensive damage the Colonel's forces caused in their valiant defense of the Cathedral of the Drowning Saint from the forces of chaos. Wilson summarily executed Drecker. Hmm. So, puritanical, they're the very hard lined. Uh, everything is black and white to them. If you're not living in the light of the emperor, you're a heretic. Yes, exactly. So that kind of checks out. And then to be summarily executed Ooh. as well. So this is mainly. Let's wow. go to what a good day. Ventress yeah. has a model. Okay, so now we have gone to. Uh, we've gone too far. Is what we've gone to. <laughs> <laughs> Every day we stray further and further <laughs> from the light of the emperor. I'm going to use that one network next. Time. <laughs> So let's let's go into the legend of Uriel Ventress, actually. Oh, you I can, can take over. You mean Jamie can take Jamie, it. thanks so much. Okay, so a brief history of Uriel Ventress, the Ultramarine's captain who defied the Codex Astartes. So there's a, a whole post on the Warhammer community website about it. So who is Uriel Ventress? Uh, every Space Marine captain is a veteran of hundreds of battles, well-versed in every aspect of war and the dictates of the Codex Astartes. Uriel Ventress is no exception. He ascended to leadership of the Ultramarine's fourth company, not the third. Mm -hmm. Good to note. Good to know. Good to know. Following the death of his mentor, Ideas, in the short story, Chains of Command. His first mission as captain in the novel Nightbringer saw him face Trukari raiders on the world of Pavonis, where a shard of the ancient evil known as the Nightbringer was unleashed upon the galaxy after aeons of imprisonment. The sequel, Warriors of Ultramar, pitted him against the Tyranids as they devoured a planet, and defying the Codex Astartes and calling upon unorthodox tactics to prevail, Ventress faced censure on his return to McCraig and was exiled from the chapter. No. So was he sent to the Death Watch? Yeah, he was sent to the Death Watch. You can even see on his model, he's got a cool Death Watch uh, icon on his leg. Where is this? Oh, Boom. very cool. That's, that's so cool. he has that inquisitorial eye yeah. on the left lower part right above his boots. Shins. For those listening. Honest, shin. They're yep, called that's shins. That's the body part <laughs> that I was looking for. It's a place between your knee and your foot. Yeah, like, yeah. The name escapes me. It's the, interesting the how... The bone is connected to the <laughs> ankle bone. I haven't done much Primaris models. Like, I've never painted one. Are their feet always so boxy? No. I think that's a lot. I've seen a lot of people saying that something changed in his head model recently. Yeah. And then a lot of people were saying, why didn't they fix the boots at the same time? <laughs> Yeah, huh. uh, he got a lot of flack when they first unveiled him. I can't. The head looked real bad. I yeah, I don't know if it was I the paint job or the skull. Yeah, I don't either. But I seem to. Re I yeah. Uh, there everything was... I see now says people are a lot happier with how the head looks. Oh, that's yeah, good. yeah. Well, GW actually listen. Where them? <laughs> where them? So does he eventually come back 
to the Ultramarines chapter. Well, I'm assuming yeah. he does he must. because now he's Primaris. Yeah. Yep. What and he wasn't Primaris before, right? When no. he was Yeah, he came out like back with like old Yeah, Kanye. right. I, I I've always been curious too, like uh so it looks like they're re releasing these books, which might even answer my question. Because I've always been curious, like the Nightbringer book is out of date because they wrote that back one before the Necron got their huge codex change where back when Necron when the yeah. Nightbringer still pretty much ruled the Necron yeah. race. Yeah. Now I haven't read the book, so I don't know if they went into those details or if they're Maybe it just fits. Like maybe they never actually specifically said anything. Mm-hmm. Um, the, but it'd be good to know. Um, I like that right here in this one. They do say in the new novel, you'll see how this quest unfolds and get an insight into the changes that a space marine undergoes when they cross the Rubicon Primaris. Oh, it's like puberty. You kind of get bigger and stronger. And Is there st- feeling strange? Yeah. <laughs> you get increasingly, going on? increasingly violent. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, I, uh, <laughs> I had a weird childhood. <laughs> I, I'm very excited to hear more about the Rubicon Primaris. Because sure. I think too many people are like, whoa, such a dangerous operation. And, like, and then everyone but dies. But nobody it. dies? Like, <laughs> is it dangerous? Not if you have a name. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully. All right, come here, unnamed ultramarine. Wait, what? <laughs> no, I have a name. Come here, unnamed. <laughs> no. I even have a sword with a name. <laughs> It's. Uh, it also looks like they have this new coin. Yeah, the Ultramarines one. I've been yeah. seeing a lot of these. How come I didn't know about them previously? There's there's a bunch now. Yeah. Of these collectors you're not well coins. informed. I know. It's because yeah. you're not in the collecting community. You're just part of the gaming community, which the collecting community kind of looks down on a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we do. Don't <laughs> wait. <laughs> a two brute. <laughs> they have a cool yeah. Real Ventures bookmark. Nice. Very all your cool. That's cool. I hadn't seen that model before. Uh, yeah. How long until James buys this? I actually model? asked him the day it came out. <laughs> I texted him and I'm like, "Are we buying this?" And he says, "Yes, but it's a little bit pricey." <laughs> but wonder, yes. Wonder, <laughs> the answer is yes. I wonder if he's gonna get the coin and this little banner with it too. The banner is a bookmark. A bookmark. Very cool. Well, go with all your six yeah. new books that you have to buy. <laughs> it's $150. Oh, my God. No, it's you... not. I'm just kidding. Okay. There are some cool There's some cool moments and some cool stuff in his book series, though. It's, it's definitely a one popular of, book. Yeah, yeah it's definitely one it. of the more favorite. If I cared to read 40K anymore and waste my time on <laughs> frivolous Yeah, no, you don't want that. We're picture people here. We like to look at the pictures. And <laughs> comic just... books. The new comic books are... Ooh, I actually am going to pick some up. Riding Land Raider. No oh, idea if it's that. good, but we'll see. Okay, so now we've gone to the next Sorry, picture books page. or like graphic novels? Well, Mark was kidding about picture books, but there are... The Marvel picked up a whole thing. Oh, it's the comics. Yeah, yeah. yeah they re- they announced that a long time ago. Yeah, they were. Have you? Yeah, have you seen any of the? Uh, yeah, pictures? his pose. It just looks very cartoony and bright. Yeah, mm. I'm gonna I'm gonna I, pick it up because it's what I do. But that's I, what I do <laughs> as a collector. I don't want to do, but it's what I do. <laughs> I, a, I have no choice. I'm duty bound. Uh, okay, so the next one we are gonna talk about is how to <laughs> avoid becoming part of a flayed one's favorite outfit. Now, Christian, you should take opposite notes of this because I know you have been. <laughs> talking about getting a skin suit for a while yes i eric, might have been threatened eric has the perfect proportions for <laughs> my skin suit fat <laughs> that way he can still wear a hoodie underneath <laughs> he's cold if it gets cold yeah. uh so this is because the new kill team box is they, they are now giving prices out in some currencies and it, it's kind of just going to be available soon um, so early reports from kill teams venturing into the pariah nexus reveal an all too familiar threat lurking in the shadows <laughs> arm yourself with knowledge on these cursed creatures and perhaps you might avoid a grisly fate 
at the hands of the flayed ones. So Necron players have been waiting wow. a decent amount of time for plastic flayed ones. Yeah. Get rid of this you resin see the, You crap. see the reverse knees on those bad boys? Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, they got little... What, they have a name for that, they I know. They have a name, and I swear to God... We I were talking about it, time, yeah. And I never remember. <laughs> <laughs> um, but they are very cool. Flayed ones, I mean, we haven't really talked about them yet, but they're Necron that are driven insane <laughs> by a curse. The curse of uh, Langdugor, I think. Langugor, yeah, yeah, yeah. The the flayed one, he yeah. was a Satan. Satan, a Catan. Catan. A Catan. And he's the only one they've actually fully killed. Hmm. That's and cool. like kind of his backlash for dying was to curse their programming with this virus. And even it causes... in death, fuck you. Yeah, essentially. Exactly. Welcome yeah. to forty K. Digitigrade. Um, yeah, oh, it, wow. it causes the programming. I know, I know. We're going to get to the models. <laughs> <laughs> but it causes the programming of these Necron to devolve into a very bestial state where now they their Necrodermis manipulates into these long flensing claws. They only <laughs> crave blood and they literally... Don't they like eat, but they don't actually eat because yes, it doesn't go exactly. anywhere? They have like this thirst and they're trying to satiate themselves, but they're machines. So, yeah. so cannot. <laughs> but yeah. They cannot they, do... They strip the bodies of their victims and they place them on themselves in some weird skin attempt suits. to wear skin. <laughs> so they're... It's not that weird, Eric. Let's not shame the community. <laughs> it's pretty horrific. Yeah, it would be pretty horrific to, to actually see one of these guys. And then to know that they can go in their own pocket dimensions <laughs> and just appear. And then open one up out of your butt and play you from the inside out. <laughs> Ah! But these are oh, wow. the uh, new plastic models that they have. They've really adopted that hunching yeah. fa uh, pose. So the, even the new ones, they're way more hunched. Yeah. And the heads are way lower placed on the chest than the older ones. And now, obviously, these ones are just yeah. even more so. The pingers but, are so long. Yeah, you see these massive You can play claws. three or four people at once with Look those. Look at this hand. Oh. There's just like a human-esque hand just draped from one guy's like chest. That's and not how you're supposed to wear those. <laughs> <laughs> Your fingers have to go in the fingers. Here's the You're wasting a perfectly good skin arm. <laughs> it's like a glove. Uh, there's the new I think this is the Chronomancer. Yeah, I believe so. Um, but yeah, there's the new cryptic. Obviously, the Psychomancer came out a little while ago. That was the one that had the uh, digitized skull that he was projecting in front of him. Yeah. And this guy, I think, affects time. Okay. And has the ability to manipulate it. But don't quote me on that one. Man, I, I love all those cryptics. Mm -hmm. Oh, some <laughs> awesome old. flayed one artwork. Is that, that looks old art, like old art. It's that very like John Blanche style. Yeah. Either they're mimicking the style with new stuff, which is sweet, or yeah. they're just... Copy pasted some old stuff. I mean, I don't think I've ever seen these exact pictures Images. before. Yeah. I've never seen that one. Yeah. The one below, I'm pretty sure I've seen, though. That one okay. looks super familiar. But I almost like you've seen it in your nightmares. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> so They're coming true. <laughs> the, the new Kill Team box. Um, have you seen what's in it, Christian? Uh, you have to run it past me again. Uh, I'm trying to. I don't think it's actually. They, on they, here didn't they yet. cancel Kill Team? I thought they canceled Kill Team. What? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. What are they canceling all this bullshit for? Well, you know, one of the kill teams made a politically incorrect statement. Now they've <laughs> they're canceled getting canceled. All of kill team. <laughs> Not I allowed. Guess that's what happens. That's what happens nowadays. Yeah, but uh, I could be wrong because uh, it looks like on February 21st they just released that. I mean, yeah, obviously <laughs> you're wrong. <laughs> 
Also, like, we still haven't even got Kill Team Fast Attack or Kill Team Heavy Support, and dare I say, Kill Team Lord of War. <laughs> so, I guess at I would point... like to put Magnus down. <laughs> at what point does Kill Team just become regular 40k? <laughs> no, 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 this is Kill Team. <laughs> this is Kill Team. <laughs> okay. Uh... Slanesh. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's How can so you not talk about Slanesh? Slanesh stuff? Yeah, right here. Click, oh, wow. click the link and you download a virus. Oh, wow. So this is the, uh, it's a new Fulgrim model, isn't it? No. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> Do it. Do it. You buy him and Moriathi? Oh. Oh, that's not Fulgrim? Well, I mean, it can be if you want him to. He can be anything you want Those him to be. Those are some purple dice. <laughs> so, so this oh, is... Really cool stuff. Yeah. I was going to send you stuff yesterday, but I didn't think you would be. Was... Sigvald, the Prince wow. of Slanesh. That's another new release that they've yeah. announced. Incredible. Uh, yeah. I mean, I get super Fulgrim vibes every time I see that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Have you not seen the Photoshop of him on Moriathi's body? People have done it. I don't even know. People who... have Photoshopped. God damn it. <laughs> no, he's Look got like the these. snake these body. Wild. Yeah. Remember that we're a podcast and most of our <laughs> listeners can't see this. Dude. No, we're YouTubers now. <laughs> That's on them for $2 a month. We provide a way for you to look at us and go, wow, right alongside us. Go to our Patreon. I, I am definitely, uh, I have a lot to buy in terms of Necron. I'm a little behind, but I'm also behind in all aspects of the hobby. Of your I'm life. Just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm just running a different race. I'm just doing a quick little... 20-year catch-up that That's I did. Right. <laughs> yeah. Give me give me some time. Cut me some slack. Okay, so you're saying, Christian, what should I Google to find this conversion? Uh, Moriathi and Sigvald. Okay, you're going to have to spell that out. M-O-R-A-T-H-I. That's not Moriathi. That's just Morathi. Morathi, however you want to however you want to pronounce it. How now? How how do the now? How do I now do it? Man, just rely on Google to fix everything for you. There, good. And Sigvald. That's not how you spell it. You guys. Evolved conversion will do. Because you toss that in there, you're going to be getting Boom, right there. Picture down right there. Oh, yeah. Snake body, freaking wings, freaking everything you could ever want in a Fulgrim model. What's hilarious is you're looking at a picture that's Photoshopped. It's not real. Oh no, it's real in my mind. <laughs> oh well, then what? Like about... this is this is the new way to hobby. This <laughs> you don't have to buy the models yeah, anymore. You don't buy the models. <laughs> you just, you photoshop. just photoshop your plan conversion, <laughs> <laughs> and then you you send pictures to your friends, and you're like, and everyone's like, "Wow, so impressed!" And you're like, "Yeah, that's what I'm gonna do." And they're like, "Wow, that's gonna be so cool!" But you never do it. <laughs> I like this one. They hated him because he spoke the truth. <laughs> <laughs> the legs. It's like yeah. bald legs and Moriathi top. Yeah. Moriathi. That's pretty cool. There's some really incredible ones. Photoshoppers yeah, out there, you mean? Yeah. There's some really good Photoshoppers. There's some really good Photoshoppers. I mean, if someone can go ahead and do that for us and send us a picture of the actual conversion. Just send us the model. Or send us the model. Yeah. So we can put it on our shelves and dis- display it. I always it. like Sigvald, actually. Have you yeah. ever... Have you read it? You remind me of him, for sure. <laughs> is it my assless chaps? Is that, is that, if you actually see the behind of his model, he's actually like wearing an unarmored rear. Yeah, they're just like front plates. Yeah, yeah, I did see that actually. He's like, uh, he's like a cowboy. Um, so very to, nice. To bring it back to forty k. We were talking about Fulgrim this whole time. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, that's right. I don't know what else to. 
Well, have we done our obligations of a one-hour podcast for, <laughs> for Trainwreck? Trainwreck, are you satisfied now? Will you leave us alone? <laughs> We're at 59 minutes and 30 seconds. Oh, okay. Well, that's perfect time for closing goodbyes and remarks. Um, um, yeah. yeah. Thank you. Politics. Okay. <laughs> so we do... We do want you guys to look forward to our next regular release. Yeah, I th- we're recording this weekend. I got a buddy coming down for Edmonton. He was supposed to last weekend, change of plans, but uh, yeah, almost like uh, you don't have people that live here who would love to be on an episode or anything like that. Yeah, I mean, here. if we I, knew yeah. people that did that, then maybe we'd have them on. But we don't know. <laughs> There's no one worth having on like that. Yeah. Yeah. And if we've, they've probably already been on enough that they've worn out their welcome exactly, anyways at this point. Yeah. Uh, but we're going to tell you the topic. I think I'm like 99% sure we're going to do a Thraka episode. Um, and we got a buddy, Brody, he's coming. And I think another guy, Frankie's coming. Thraka? Yeah. Magurk Thraka. You know the orc warlord, the greatest orc of all time? Okay. No, no, no. Second. The one that Second. almost killed the emperor is pretty good. And then the one who almost conquered Terra is pretty good, too. Okay. But he was actually six orcs, all wearing a trench coat. <laughs> <laughs> they were all painted purple, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. If, I swear to God, yeah. earlier, yeah. you told me Destroyer Cult. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. But <laughs> That's th- how he th- keeps you in the podcast. Yeah. He's like, next week, Eric, I, I swear. I can't give him too much information, either. Just <laughs> to usurp me. <laughs> no, Eric, you only get the show notes right while we record. <laughs> after I'm already sitting down. Um, yeah, no, I changed it because I got a message from Frankie saying that he's available. All right, I'm so, in. Yeah, so we're going to do a nice orc episode about a specific character. It's going to be cool. Yeah, Thraka is definitely one of the more well-known orcs and is a very cool person with a very colorful history. So it's going to be really cool to kind of go through it and kind of explain his transition from little orc fungi <laughs> to big orc war boss. Ah, <laughs> yes. Path I one two one day two dream to emulate. I believe it. <laughs> Those believe words it. just like kind of collided in my brain. <laughs> <laughs> okay. uh, well, until then, you know, look forward to some orky goodness. Yeah, orcs uh, are always fun. Yeah, go hop on our Discord. Check out what we're doing in there. Lots of fun stuff. Come mm-hmm. play video games with me and Eric. We we do that quite a bit on there. It's yeah. Nice. Uh, if you've heard of this game called Valheim. Yeah. I've been playing a lot of it. <laughs> yeah. And or I'm probably just going to get Deep Rock Galactic. Oh, And we're going to yes. do some Space Dwarf mining. Oh. And when Dark Tide comes out, oh. obviously we're just going to play a bunch of Dark Tide. Yeah. Moral of the story is join our Discord because it's fun. We're enjoying it in there. Yeah. Uh, we're having a great time. Great community. Us. Yeah. Also, we do Warhammer stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah. We have hobby channels. I actually painted a model a couple weeks ago. Oh, it's been that long already. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, I think then that's more than enough to end this filler episode. <laughs> I hope you guys had as much fun listening as we did <laughs> reading lexicanum <laughs> if you guys can name one of the things we random to i'll be impressed okay so <laughs> uh goodbye i guess see you later